Welcome to the Tell Us Something Podcast. I'm Mark Moss. Tell Us Something is true stories on a theme shared without notes in front of a live audience. Everyone has a story. What's yours? This year, I'll be featuring other podcasts I'm listening to and think you should check out. If you enjoy Tell Us Something, you should check out The Raven Narratives. Listen to stories from the high desert, brought to you by Sarah Severson and Tom Yoder, who host live storytelling events in the cities of Cortez and Durango, Colorado, and release those stories in podcast form. Sound familiar? Like Tell Us Something, The Raven Narratives breaks down the gap between teller and listener. Storytellers share their true personal stories without notes in front of crowds of around 200 people each time The Raven Narratives hosts their live event. For a taste of The Raven Narratives podcast, check out David Butler's Glass Insulators story at ravennarratives.org stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Raven Narratives. If you enjoy the Tell Us Something podcast, please help us get people's stories heard far and wide. Recommend us to three of your friends who have never heard of Tell Us Something. Thank you. Also, please rate us on iTunes. This episode of the Tell Us Something podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on March 20th, 2018 at the Wilma in Missoula, Montana. Eight storytellers shared their story on the theme, Right Place, Right Time. After falling in love and marrying the man of her dreams, Sarah Black meets someone new who knows more Ani DeFranco songs than she does, and this changes everything. Sarah calls her story, It Got Better. When I was 21 years old, I met this guy. His name was Tony. I met him in Helena, Montana, my hometown of all places. And I fell in love pretty fast. He was smart and he was hot. <laughs> and he would listen to Ani DeFranco with me, who, if you do, it sounds like you do know, but if you don't know, she's a weapons grade feminist folk singer. And I felt like I could be with him and still be myself. So Tony, that's his name, Tony, he had this job. And because of this job, we moved around the country a lot. Every other year, sometimes every year. And somewhere in there, I think we became distant from each other, although at this point, I don't know exactly when that started. But when I was 29, his job took us to Binghamton, New York, other side of the country. And that's where I met this woman. She was really intriguing. And she knew more Ani DeFranco songs than I even did. I started to realize that I was maybe in a little bit of trouble here. Because I had feelings still for my husband and I was starting to have feelings for her. Her name is Lewis. She's one of those androgynous, non-binary kinds of people. This was kind of new to me. I'd always sort of been on the outside of queer land Sort of like if you walk down a dark street and you see a house with the lights on and you think, those guys look like they're having fun. I wanna go hang out with them. Well, that's how I was, but I had always walked past. 
And this time I was having a hard time walking past. And there was a couple of other strange things going on with me. I was eating an entire veggie diet, not on purpose either. This was not a weight loss thing. It's just the only thing I wanted to eat. I did not want chocolate, which is very strange for me. I was sleeping four, maybe five hours a night and waking up wired, which is also strange for me. People thought I looked good because I was losing weight, except my mother. <laughs> she said, you don't look healthy. Something's going on here and you need to get your act together. And she was right. I weighed 90 pounds. So I reached out to a friend, one friend that I could think of who had been through something remotely like what I've been through. He's the only person I could think of. His name is Greg, and he was kind and compassionate and non-judgmental, and he helped me through this state of indecision that I lived in for about six months. And I remember at one point he said to me, you can't do this wrong. And I said, are you kidding me? I can't do this right. And he said, no, whatever you do out of love, you can't do it wrong. So when I was, well, at the end of this six month period, we finally came to a decision. And Tony and I decided to go our separate ways. He spent the holiday with a friend in Canada. It was just before Christmas. And I was in Binghamton, New York, waiting for my parents to arrive so that I could tell them, first of all, I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> and second, I'm in a relationship with a woman. In one conversation. <laughs> My mom is an external processor like me, so she had all the questions, and I felt like the least I could do was answer them. So does this mean you're gay? No, more like bi. Did you always know this? Yes. Did Tony always know this? Yes. Do you think there's a chance for you and Tony? Probably not. And then my dad, who is an internal processor and hadn't said much up to this point, he gave me a hug and he said, first of all, we love you. And then we cried. And my mom said, why didn't I say that first? <laughs> and it was a long road to come back from that whole experience and feel whole again. Um, 
for, a, for several months, maybe even a year. I couldn't listen to music or watch any TV or any movies because I had so many emotions that were so complicated that I couldn't take in anything else. That also is very atypical of me. I was seeing a therapist who gave me a note card that says, self-forgiveness is conceding that you could not possibly know what you know until you finally know it. It's tacked up downstairs on a corkboard. So now I'm 38. I married that woman. <laughs> we have an awesome daughter. We see my parents, <laughs> thank you. We see my parents at least once a month, if not more. And there are days that I would love to get into a time machine, a DeLorean, perhaps, <laughs> and go back and do some things different. Not everything, but a few things. But if I could do that, I would do it all the time. I would go back and fix every little mistake I ever made, and I would never move on and I would never learn to forgive myself. So I guess you could say I was always in the right place at the right time because I can only be where I am when I'm there. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah Black grew up in Helena, Montana. After high school, she moved around several times and is happy to currently reside in Missoula and live closer to family. She is fascinated by wellness, storytelling, mind-body work, art, the outdoors, social justice, and all the ways they intersect. Tell Us Something is proud to be fiscally sponsored by Missoula Community Foundation, a 501c3 organization. Check them out at missoulacommunityfoundation.org. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Gecko Designs, the creative crew at Gecko Designs makes awesome logos that are off the hook. They build beautiful mobile-friendly websites for both large and small clients in Missoula and around the country. Visit the Gecko Designs team on North Higgins or online at geckodesigns.com. The bookstore at the University of Montana, a local bookstore serving the students, faculty, and staff of the University of Montana as well as the Missoula community. Montanabookstore.com. Cabinetparts.com the number one source for cabinet hardware since 1997. Anyone searching for the best kitchen cabinet hardware at a great price needs to go to cabinetparts.com. Cabinetparts.com, in business since 1997, combines knowledgeable hardware specialists with the best online shopping experience nationwide. With fast and easy ordering, free hinge matching service, and same-day shipping, cabinetparts.com is the direct source for all of your cabinet hardware needs. The Good Food Store. Supporting Western Montana farmers and ranchers for almost 50 years, The Good Food Store supports the local folks creating their own beer, salsa, baked goods, ice cream, and more. The Good Food Store is a passionate supporter of Missoula nonprofits, supporting multiple organizations, events, and fundraisers every year. 
Learn more at goodfoodstore.com. Logjam Presents. Headquartered in Missoula, Montana, Logjam Presents is an independent and privately owned live entertainment company. Logjam Presents is the exclusive operator and promoter of the Kettle House Amphitheater, the Wilma, and the Top Hat Lounge. Working in close partnership with these venues, Logjam Presents has created a unique artist and concert-goer experience that is unmatched in the Northwest. Logjampresents.com. Fact and Fiction, where books, authors, ideas, and readers interact. Factandfictionbooks.com. Missoula Broadcasting Company. Locally owned and operating four stations. The Trail 1033, Missoula's quality rock and part of our unique Western Montana community. Featuring local DJs who love Missoula and know their music. Jack FM 105.9, playing what they want. U 104.5 FM, your at-work listening station. And ESPN 102.9, focusing on city, state, and regional sports, giving exposure and insight to teams and athletes in and around Western Montana. Learn more at MissoulaBroadcasting.com. Enlightened Lab Float Center. Enlightened Lab is a spa featuring sensory deprivation or floating as a wellness therapy. Unplug, reset, and recharge in their state-of-the-art float tanks. Learn more at EnlightenLab.com. That's E-N-L-Y-T-E-N-L-A-B.com. Martin McCain Woodworks and Design. Learn more about Martin and his work at Facebook.com slash Martin McCain Woodworks. Missoula Federal Credit Union. Find them at MissoulaFCU.org. Thanks to Cash for Junkers who provide the music for the podcast. Find them at CashForJunkersMusic.com. Podcast production by Mark Moss. Thank you to everyone who attends the events. Those of you who download the podcasts and most especially to the storytellers, Alex Miller, Michael Peary Herrick, Sarah Black, Heather Adams, Jane Doherty, Ellie Costello, Mark Moss, and Kat Burner. Remember, your story matters. Check the website to listen to the story archive and find out how you can tell your own story. Tell us something.org.